You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Wednesday. A lot of twos today. 222, 23. We hope you're having a good hump day. For you sports history fans, today is Miracle on Ice Day, so we may mention that at some point during the show. Anniversary of that big sporting event. Had a couple sporting events uh, last night, Longhorn-wise and outside of the Longhorn world that may affect the Longhorn world. We'll get into all of that. CDC meeting with the media coming up at 1230. Zay will give you the latest on what they're saying about LeBron's kid and how good he could be at the next level. Uh, Also, in the crap bag, we'll try to figure out what's going on with that Alabama story because it is absolutely bizarre. And Coach Oates had to to retract, rephrase very quickly. We'll try to explain that whole story. Chad and Zay on a Wednesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. I know he's happy about that Texas basketball team from last night. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Boy, getting right on that Def Leppard. I'm yeah? ready tomorrow. You enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. Okay. It's going down. Zay's checking out Hysteria by Def Leppard. Uh, tomorrow at 2, we'll get into the album discussion. I'm checking out the old Dirty Bastard album, Return to 36 Chambers. We'll get into that discussion tomorrow at 2. I'm glad to hear. I'm a, I'm a, I'll report to my wife you're enjoying the Def Leppard. Yeah. Good. Very good. Absolutely. How you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. It was, uh, it was a night. Last night for Texas basketball that they kind of needed, you talked about wanting to see all cylinders kind of firing at the same time, and it ended up being one of those games that fans really didn't have to sweat the whole second half, if we're going to be honest. I mean, they really put a nice... Uh, you know, put a nice lead on Iowa State. I think the what the second half was dead even, wasn't it? That's right. In terms, of, in terms of scoring, they really didn't even need to you know to, to have that type of second half because of what they were able to do in the first half. Um, a lot of things stood out to me, Zay. Let's just start with Tyrese Hunter. We've been talking about him on a lot of different levels. It felt like if I mean going into the game, I kept thinking, man, if if there's ever a moment where he could have a decent game. Hopefully it can be against his former teammate, a team here, and he can get some momentum out of it. What did you think of Tyrese last night, and do you think he can build on that now? Well, LeBron say after he won his first ring, I don't know if it was Adam Silver or David Stern that gave it to him, but he said, it's about damn time. <laughs> it's about damn time. Shout mm-hmm. out to Tyrese Hunter. Heck of a performance last night. We've been waiting on that, Chad. We've been waiting on that since – you know, Gonzaga since Creighton, and I guess since you can count Kansas State up there, but, you know, even though that 28, 29 points that he had, the Horns still lost and gave up 116 points. But last night, he got a little bit of revenge back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you need him. You need him if you want to make a deep run in March. We know what Serge Jabari Rice is going to do. We know what we could do, what Marcus Carr could do to a game, especially with his off-the-dribble shooting and creating for himself and his teammates. But that third guard is huge. Go look at the history of former national champions. Like, go look at that Baylor team. You talk about Macy Oteague and, you know, uh, 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 um, excuse me, Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler. All those guys started. You know who their sixth man was? Adam Flagler. 
who's still playing to this day, one mm-hmm. of their key uh, guards with L.J. Cryer and Keontae George. So you, you need guys around you. Last year, Kansas had McCormick and Remy Martin, guys like that, to go along with Christian Brown and Oshai Abaji. Everybody's going to have to step up, and you got to get hot during this time of the year. These last three games, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, they didn't look the way you would – really feel comfortable with if you want this team to win a national championship or if you think this team can win a national championship, which I do. Yes, they blew out West Virginia, but losing the Texas Tech the way they did, barely squeaking by Oklahoma. This was a huge bounce back game. I thought Tyrese Hunter, you know, what he did in the first half set a tone like, hey, if I'm Coach Terry, we're giving them looks nothing but in the corner. Hey, Tyrese, you get a corner three, you're pulling that thing. Seemed like that was the spot. That's the spot. Yeah. That's the spot. So, hey, Coach, all the coaches, Chappelle, uh, Donawal, all the guys, look into that. McLean, look into that. Hey, Coach Terry, we got to start running some stuff for, you know, Serge Jabari Rice and Marcus Carr toward the top and let Tyrese Hunter get in the corner and create there because clearly he likes that spot. You hit a big three against Texas Tech to tie the game at 61. That was near the corner, too. So just keep that in mind. But I love the way he played. You know, the first half, they jumped on him, and they started off slow. But then when you come back with a 16-0 run, yeah, it was what? like they were up six at the time, Iowa State. Do I have that it was right? 10, yeah, 10 to 4. So they were up six. Texas goes on that 16-0 run. 20 to 10. You talk about getting physical. Everything just cranked up, got physical, got nasty, diving all over the floor, crowd went crazy, yeah. and Iowa State was done. Yeah, it started with Tyrese Hunter being aggressive. When that run started, it's 10-4, Iowa State's way, still really early. Tyrese Hunter drove to the lane, got a man up, got fouled, knocked down both of those free throws. Next play down, Christian Bishop drops that dime to Tyrese Hunter on the cut. Layup, Serge Abari Rice hits a three, 11-10. Then there was a great ball movement uh, uh, situation where it got Marcus Carr an open three, 14-10. Serge Abari Rice had that smooth Euro finish with Christian Bishop had a great tip-out rebound. I thought he was good last night, even though the stats might not show that. He only had three points, but six rebounds. It felt like three of them were big offensive rebounds. It just kept the plays alive and kept the horns getting you know extra opportunities Mm -hmm. to capitalize, and they did that. And Serge Abari Rice, he had that nice little you know slow this body down sidestep layup, and Otzenberger had to call the timeout at 16-10. So when you have 16-0 runs, and then to top that off, you have another 11-0 run in the same half. That's a lot for a team. And Iowa State, you know, Coach Otzenberg, he's going through some things right now because they didn't have Caleb Grill last night, which he was a big part of their win when the Horns were in Ames a month ago. Yeah, he's dealing with an injury right now? Back injury. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They have uh, Kuntz back. He's at 6-9. So beforehand, Chad, they were playing small ball. They were playing with four guards. They'd have Holmes out there. He's basically a point guard. Lipsy, he is a point guard. Then you have Kausher and Caleb Grill, two shooters, along with Osunei. Now, Caleb Grill's out, so Ossenberger went big and put Kuntz in there with Osunei. Both of those guys are around 6'10", 6'9", and they don't have that shooting that they once did. That's what made them so scary, especially with Texas. Like, that's a matchup nightmare when Caleb Grill's out there and they're playing small because the Horns, we know they're small inside. So as soon as he, you can't help on him because there's four more shooters on the outside. Mm. So you, you can't, you know, you can't dig and you can't have two guys in there because you've got to worry about the shooters. That's what we saw in Ames. Now that they didn't have Grill, uh, Grill last night, excuse me, 
21% from the three-point line. Can't, Iowa State. Can't attack the way they want They can't to. attack the way they right. want to. So the Horns did a very good job taking advantage of that. And Arterio Morris, like I've been saying all year long. Yeah, how about those let, minutes? Let's keep, let's keep this rotation at nine. Let's keep it at nine. You heard Brock Cunningham talk about it yesterday. We have a nine-man rotation. We feel like, and everybody's clicking, we feel like we're as good as anybody. You heard Coach Terry talking about we love our nine-man rotation. We want to keep it at nine, but that's based on Arterio Morris' production. We know Brock Cunningham's going to get clocked, which he had a really great second half when the Orns were kind of you know looking a little sluggish. But we know what he's going to do. We know what Serge Jabari Rice is going to do. We know Christian Bishop's going to give you that energy. If Arterio Morris could come give you eight off the bench like he did, mm-hmm. like that crossover he had on Oh Boy, go back Ooh, and watch that. Yeah. Somebody in the crowd goes, oh! <laughs> somebody. He scared somebody. Yeah, he scared somebody. He, I, I rewinded that thing like three times. That's a different move. I know Marcus Carr's been getting his shot off easily, and Serge Jabari Rice has been doing his thing. But out of all four of those guards, Rice, Hunter, Carr, Arterio Morris, there's just something different about him. You know, where mm-hmm. the NBA scouts, you see those moves last night and that jumper. If you're an NBA scout, that has to make you happy. You know, because he says he's really athletic, has quick bounce, just sometimes he does some dumb freshman stuff. And Chad, you know as well as anybody being a dad teaching a daughter how to drive, how does your daughter get better at driving? Reps. Yeah. She has to get out there gotta, and gotta get do, reps. Yep, got to do it. He ain't getting no reps because he's got a lot of experience in front of him. So it's hard for him to get out there and learn the game and figure out the college game when you're not playing that much. So the fact that he gave you those points that he did last night, I think that's huge. I thought Brock was terrific in the second half with those eight points that he gave uh, when the horns looked a little sluggish, that nice little and one finish. He hit a three. I heard Craig and Jeff Howe talking about his uh his stats when he's on the floor, that's ridiculous with 100 possessions. Like, Brock Cunningham, he's playing winning basketball. And, you know, again, when you go to March and you're facing all these different teams and different matchups and different lineups, sometimes you're going to play a bigger team, you know, maybe a Purdue with a big Zach Eady, or sometimes you're going to play a more guard-oriented team like a Baylor, somebody like that. you got to have the ability to – switch out different lineups. And the Horns, they could do that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you could play Christian Bishop and Dylan DeSue at times together on the same court and have Timmy Allen at the three. Sometimes you could play Timmy Allen at the four and have Brock Cunningham at the five and play a little smaller and play a little faster. It just depends on the flow of the game and the matchup that you have. But I thought Coach Terry, he's been doing a terrific job in figuring those things out. The coaching staff's been doing a terrific job in helping them. And now you got three games left, and you're in complete control. I know there are tough-ass three games with Baylor losing two games in a row on that Kansas road trip, losing to the Jayhawks. And then last night in Manhattan, they're going to be pissed off when you go to the Farrell Center on Saturday. Then you got to play TCU. Who they're trying to, you know, go up and up in their uh, um, when it comes to their rankings and when it comes to their seeding because they got Mike Miles back and we know with him back they're a completely different team now they're back to that Final Four type team that we saw came to the Moody Center and had the Horns up 18 points then you obviously Kansas coming back while Kansas on the mm-hmm. other side they got West Virginia Tech so it's a little easier for them but hey if you would have told me. Three games left in the end of the season in November. The Horns would have a chance to win the Big 12 championship. I'd take that.
take that. Yeah, you take it. I'll take you it. take it, especially if they're going to play like that and look like that last night. It was a good, solid home win. Uh, cruised in that first half and uh, dominated Iowa State, and it never felt like Iowa State had a shot in that second half. Um, we mentioned some, uh, Jabari Rice. He was 15 off the bench. Two of the greatest examples of that shot fake last night that I've seen so far, including the one where he pulls off the shot fake to such a degree he just got a bunny layup at the end of it. Yeah. Like, he froze everybody on the floor with it. It was so good. I I keep on saying this. How do you contest his shot? When he's shooting the way he's shooting right now, like around 40% from the three-point line, seems like he has in the Big 12, yeah. the first option is to go contest hard, to go jump at his shot. And he got a shot blocked last night. He did. He got that's his true. shot blocked last night. And that's I was true. like, wow, that's different. <laughs> that defender needs to get like Yo, a, get some kind of an award. Oh, I'm, I'm for framing finally that. figuring I'm it out. I'm framing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm framing it at the crib. Be like, yo, <laughs> guy with the best shot, uh, you know, shot fake in the game. Yeah. I blocked his shot. He didn't get my ass. That's right. He didn't get me. Yeah. He so didn't get me. Th- that was rare, but still, when you're a defender and you know that's a shooter. You have to get out on him as fast as possible. And if he's throwing that pump fake at you, what do you do with that? And if you play too tight to him to where he can't even use the pump fake, now you're out of position to be a help defender for your teammates. Right. Now the ball's going to move and you'll be in trouble. Yeah, now you're going to be in trouble and your natural reaction is to help. Because when you give up that layup, coach is going to be like, yo, where was your help side? you got to help the helper. It's a rotation that goes involved with this defensive stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you're focused on Serge Jabari Rice too much, you might have a lapse. And I think that's starting to happen a lot. Yeah, let us know uh, what you thought of the game last night. 337-3776 is the Specs text line. Somebody says, Hunter came ready to hunt. Somebody else says, I was at the game. Crowd has been electric this year. And yeah, it was another one of those last night. 16-1 and one at, Moody. at the Moody. Yeah. That's that's the kind of home court that was thought up. That's the kind of home court that's been created, and now that's the kind of home court that the fans and the team uh, are helping to be a part of. Twenty-two and six, eleven and four in conference play. We'll be talking Longhorns today. Zay referenced it at Baylor on Saturday. Always a tough place to play. One o'clock is the tip time there. So if you have any thoughts on basketball, let us know. Longhorn baseball got their first win, also an easy one last night. Getting to just get into the get some rest there for those young players and let them see what they need to see. Let them have the experience of good fielding. Let them experience getting those runs on the board and they end up uh, beating A&M Corpus Christi 12-2. to LeBaron Johnson did give up the early home run, but then calmed down. Gave the Longhorns five good innings. Got his first win on the year. Five players had multiple hits. Two of those players had three hits. That's O'Dowd and Daly. So a good midweek opponent for Texas. Now they've got Indiana coming in and LSU next week. So we're really going to find out. But good for that team, Zay, to get on get in the winning column because you don't want an offer to continue in baseball. You definitely don't. And like you said, with such a young squad, getting some momentum, getting some confidence under your belt, that's going to be huge. Yeah. These guys, confidence is key. We know how big it is in baseball. You could get in the drought real quick. So keeping these guys just upbeat and understanding that it's a very long season. You know, there have been really good teams that have been 0-3 to start off 0-3 and make it to Omaha at the 40 acres. So, yeah, you, there's a lot of season left. And shout-out to David Pierce for getting that first dub. But also, Chad, yes. I saw your Aggies lose the 
a slap Lamar on the diamond. What, what happened on Lamar. now? I thought my Aggies beat Tennessee. Is that what you're no, talking about? They Are you talking about they, A&M they, beating they, number 11 in the country, Tennessee? They, they beat Tennessee without, like, two of their starters. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the game I was watching. What game are you talking about? <laughs> baseball. Are oh, you talking about baseball? Hey, I couldn't look. let you live too much. Hey, look, my Aggie baseball team, they fifth have in these. The, fifth in the nation. They're starting to develop these early season traps. What they'll do is they'll lose a game early and get you joking on them, and then they get rolling later on. So this Because okay. last year it was, God, who was it? Fordham or Colgate or somebody like that took two out of three Damn, they lost from the, the Aggies, and they got just absolutely joked on for a week, two weeks, and then they kind of turned things around. So I'm hoping it gets their attention like it did, uh, like it did last year. But you know what? Much like a. You know, Texas State or some of those teams around the, around the state. I don't know. Maybe Lamar's got a team this year. Hey, it's baseball. Anything can happen. Yeah, it's cra- it is a crazy sport. I did. Uh, I had not seen that. Thank you so much for the update. <laughs> Lost Yo, to Lamar. CB sent us something on Twitter, and he also reminded us on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. The AD for Iowa State was on a radio show, mm-hmm. and they asked him, it might have been smoking them, Craig Smoke and those guys. Okay. Oh, and they, okay. And, and they asked him how he feel about the Iowa State game being on the Longhorn Network, and he said, can't wait for them to get out. Wow. It bothered him that much. It bothered him that much. Huh. Now, I don't know how it goes up in Iowa. Like, you don't just get Longhorn Network as easily as we do. I just thought it came with, like, a total sports package. That I have on I, Spectrum. Yeah, I would assume up there, if you're Iowa State, I guess do you have to have ESPN Plus through your provider and then you're allowed to stream it? You can stream Longhorn yeah, Network. Can't you watch ESPN Plus? Plus stuff on like Longhorn Network on ESPN Plus? I've never have. If I watch Longhorn Network, I'm watching it on I think in some Spectrum. I think in like I think for some of us down here. At times, the answer is no. They'll black it out on the stream because you can get it on your TV. Right. So they want you to go to your television you know, provider to do that. But I think up there and other parts of the country where it's not going to be on their TV, I think they're allowed to stream it that way. Okay. That's my guess. I mean, I know Wi-Fi is hard to come by up there, but come on, yeah, AD, so, come on. We'll see. And I would tell those Iowa State fans and AD and anybody, like, uh, just be careful when you're with your comments because in a few years – you don't know. Like, there's no such thing as a Big Twelve network right now. So, in a couple years, are you going to see? I mean, you'll probably see that game some way. I'm assuming. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if it's going to necessarily get a ton better. But interesting snarkiness there from the Iowa State folks. Uh, we will also uh, today we'll talk about some of the comments that CDC made to the media this week. He met with some assembled media. We'll be talking about it amongst ourselves, but also with our two insider guests today. 105 is Justin Wells of Inside Texas. 205 Chip Brown of Horns 247.com. Uh, Zay, real quick before the break, as a Longhorn fan. Any particular one thing that jumped out to you from the CDC comments, things you're excited about or you were excited to hear about? Um, new indoor practice facility. Okay. Yeah, that, it's about damn time for that, too. The bubble upgrade is coming. Yeah, when you drive down 35 and you see that bubble, it's just kind of like, ah, damn, that's old. Can somebody just go pop that thing already and <laughs> rebuild it? That's something that needed to happen because when you start at the very tip top of, of college football – and all the teams that you know we would name, if you go to Tuscaloosa, Columbus, and Clemson, you're going to see something better than that. Yeah. 
I think everybody just knows it. So, oh, in Gainesville, they just got like a seventy million dollar facility up there. Yeah, and every, yeah, everybody's Fresh. doing it. The arms race is on, yeah. and a lot of times that is about your facilities, your locker rooms. Longhorn's got the locker room thing taken care of, you know, a few years ago. But somehow the bubble thing has slipped through the cracks. Mac didn't deal with it at the end of his time. Charlie Strong just kind of let it sit and oh no, we're fine, we're good, and was worried about other things. I think Tom Herman would have eventually gotten to it, but he didn't get enough time because he didn't. They weren't good enough, and now. Sarkeesian's going to get around to it. So I think it is it is about time. Yeah. Like what you say about the LeBron? Yeah. The Le- yeah it's about yeah, damn it's time. It's about time. It is about time for that bubble. Let us know what you thought of that. We'll get into some of the other comments that CDC made, uh, whether it was alternate uniforms in football or whether it was um, grass or turf, SEC network. Uh, you know, how's the Longhorn network slash SEC network? How's that all going to work? We'll get into all those uh, comments if you missed them. Also up next, Zay has a comment or two. About LeBron's kid. You know, he's a basketball player, and he's going to be a part of the 2024 draft. Where's he projected to go? Zay's going to tell you, and we'll discuss it on the horn. It's one of those slow developing songs they like so much. <laughs> Under five minutes. Under five. That's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Whoa. Whoa. That's a serious note right there. Man, that's almost uh almost sound like it could be my man King Diamond, so I will guess that band is. Merciful Fate? Man! Yeah. What a get. There we go. Merciful Fate. Evil. Dude, it's it's one of those voice things. I've never heard this song, but that note, only there's only a few people I could guess, and King is one of the first that I can remember. He would go with the black and white makeup, and there was all kinds of, you know, demonic imagery and all that. Oh, yeah. But, when, but that, when he climbs <laughs> up there... Only King Diamond climbs up there uh, in that world. So merciful fate getting us started today. Chad and Zay with you. Uh, we want to thank those subscribers on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash at the Horn Austin. We're up to 738 subscribers. Help us get to 800 and beyond. We're looking to get to 1,000 and beyond. But, hey, got to take those steps. We've had people texting us, hey, I was number 700. Hey, I was number 712. Uh, so you take pride in that. We appreciate you uh, listening. We appreciate you supporting the shows. And if you want to see a little bit of what you're hearing along the way, uh, we've got that for you full shows we've got things that have been separated we got segments that have been separated but also some of those short little burst videos we've been doing as well i see aaron hogan <clears throat> excuse me aaron hogan has one on the iowa state and texas game if you want to go check that one out that's the latest one that's been posted all right speaking of basketball there's a few different things to get into we mentioned texas beating iowa state and beating them bad 72 50 Four that happened last night. Uh, Zay mentioned the Baylor loss to Kansas State. A and M beat Tennessee this morning on Bracketology. I see the Longhorns still as a number two seed, maybe facing Michigan State 
in the second round. And then if you are following Houston or A&M, how about that matchup in a second round? Right now, A&M would be, I think, an eight seed, according to Lenardi, in the same bracket as Houston. So it would be Houston and A&M meeting in Birmingham for a trip to the Sweet 16 if Lenardi is correct A&M's got to move today. up. Like, they're in the top 25. They just beat the number 10 team in the nation. It doesn't matter if they Rick Barnes didn't have his players or not. Right. Those are good wins. Like that, They can move up around the 5-6 range, I think. Yeah, they've won like five or six in a row now, right? Yeah. Something like that. And I think they were in a 10 or 11 spot going into last night. Oh. So that slotted them up now into the, I guess, 8-ish yeah. discussion. But you're right. They, if they, they keep playing like they're playing, they'll probably be uh, get a little better opportunity as well. You and I were talking about it before the show. If you're a committee and you're looking at Texas and you're looking at Texas A&M, you, you might want to find a way to get them together. They say they don't, but we know they do. That's how they do that. Right. Duke and Carolina didn't end up playing each other last year just because. <laughs> what accidental. They figured out a way to make that happen. Uh, so we'll keep our eye on that part of basketball. Also, Zay's keeping his eye on all parts of basketball. Um, but specifically, Zay, we've been talking about from time to time this story of not just LeBron chasing Kareem, but LeBron's kid. This is Bronny James, correct? Is the correct. Yes, this is the oldest son of LeBron James, basketball player, and currently just about done with high school? Is that where he is? Yes. Okay. Done with high school, still hasn't committed to a college yet. Who knows what's he, whatever he's going to do. Who knows? Is he going to do a one-year of college, or is he going to do a, a, you G, know, League a, G, a G League developmental, something like that? Um, so you've been following kind of his story, and we've been talking about just how good he is. I can't imagine more pressure on an athlete. To be this, to be the son of someone that is this good at a sport, and you're going to try to do it yourself—that's so tough to do. But talk to me about how he's being perceived right now in the basketball world. I mean, just the name—it seems like is giving him. I don't know. I, I, I think some unfair opportunities, you know. And again, I'm a product of my last name too. <laughs> like I, I, I am. I will admit that. It is what it is. I love my pops, but way more famous than me. So mm-hmm. I get some perks with what my pops is. It, it just is what it is. A lot of us have those advantages. But in this way, at the end of the day, talent gets exposed. And if you're not ready, if you're not good enough, that's going to show. I mean, Bronny James, if you look on the ESPN rankings for 2023 high school players in the nation, they got them at 28 on ESPN. On 24-7 sports, 33. On rivals, 43. This is in the country. In the country. Total total in the country. Yeah, all positions. All positions. Okay. So that's not a five-star player. Those four-star, all of them, ESPN, 24-7, rivals, all saying that he's a four-star player. Okay. But he's a McDonald's All-American this year? How's that work? He's like, a, a McDonald's All-American, and as you've pointed out, one of the two studs that the Longhorns have coming in isn't there. Yeah, A.J. Or, Johnson isn't a McDonald's All-American. Ron, Ron, Hall, Ron Hallman is. Yeah. And we'll get to Ron Hallman a little bit because he has to do with this story. They're okay. both in the same class. But Ron Hallman is. Like, Ron Hallman, it's, it's hard to find five players better than Ron Hallman. Right. He's going to be a stud. That's a big reason why Coach Terry, if he gets his job back next year, getting Ron Holland in 
that would be a huge reason why. But to you, A.J. Johnson is a McDonald's All-American before Bronny. Yes. Okay. He's also a Nike USA high school player of the year more than Bronny James. So there's only 12 players. They have like a Nike film night game where the top 12 players in the U.S. always play against like the top 12 players in the world. At, at, okay. that, at like age 18, guys, you know, 2023 class in the world. So, so a special invitation. Right. So deal. you could be playing in the States. You could be playing out, you know, one of those big-time prep schools like a Oak Hill or a Mount Vernon and be from overseas and still make the game, but you won't be on the USA team. Bronny James made that team. So they're, so what rivals and 24-7 and the four-letter network are saying doesn't make sense on this other side. So he's the top 12 player in the nation according to USA Basketball and according to top 24 to the McDonald's All-American, but he hasn't been that all year long. And then now Jonathan Giovanni is basically the ESPN basketball version of Mel Kuyper Jr. Mm -hmm. He put out a mock draft draft for 2024. It has Bronny going 10th to Orlando. They got Ron Holland in the top 10. But LeBron James Jr. going tenth, so something just doesn't add up. It does, that I, I get who your pops is, I get it, but he can't have this much pull. He, he, he just can't, because again, the talent's gonna get exposed, and you know he does show right. flashes of being an NBA player, but maybe not right now over other guys. Yeah, and the the problem there is. If the truth is in the sport itself, and if he's not to that level, then you're going to end up asking questions like we've talked about off the air, yeah. and it's a little bit on the air, which is, is this about his dad in some way? Right. And, it's, and that's so, what we shouldn't be asking those questions. And somebody on Specs text line made a good point. It doesn't make sense, but made a good point. It ain't no Arch Manning. They say it's the same as Arch Manning. No, it's not. No, no. It is not Arch Manning. Arch Manning was number one quarterback on basically everybody's standings. Yeah, everyone says he's a five-star. Everybody says he's a five-star except for the SEC haters and like A&M fans. <laughs> That's but, it. But, yeah, it, there's a consensus of where his talent is. Right. And then you watch him play games, and that didn't change. Didn't change. All through his last season. But Bronny James is a four-star player, has been. It's not like he's moving up. In the rankings, right? But he gets all of these opportunities and benefits because of his pops, and it's like, yo, man, I get it. LeBron's a great player. I Michael Jordan had some serious pull. I mean, hell, they wear jersey with his logo on it. <laughs> Talk about pull, yeah. But man, I and again, I would take LeBron James in a heartbeat if he said, "I'm coming to Texas. Come on down." Come on down. Where you want to stay? You want to stay on West Campus? You want to stay in Terry? Where you want to stay? Open arms. I would love to have him. Do I think he's going to be an NBA player in two years? I don't think so. I really don't. And whatever he does, whether he goes to college or goes to G League route, hell, goes to Australia. So you're saying and, and he? I think he's going to get exposed. For you, you think he's going to have a tough time making an NBA roster? Like if he that tried level? to come, if he tried to enter the draft 2024, yeah, yeah, okay, yes, okay. yeah, and again, they might it might just be the name. He might just be worth so much money. Like nil, I get it, but association NBA, 
I don't get that. Yeah, that can't be a reason for these select teams, especially. If these select teams are supposed to have rules that follow them and things that go with them, it can't just be about you know the, the popularity of it. By the way, just a details question. When they list him on these draft you know, pre-draft things, whatever. Is he listed as Bronny James or LeBron James Jr.? Bronny James. Okay. That's why I was just double-checking. Yeah. I was wondering if anybody was referring to him as LeBron James Jr. Because I haven't heard a lot of that. Yeah, on Giovanni's list, he has Bron James or Bronny James, 10th pick, Orlando Magic, first round, Ron Holland, who's coming to Texas, 6th pick, Utah Jazz. And I think Ron Holland's so much better than Bronny James. It's not even close. Okay. We'll keep an eye on that story uh, as Bronny James is uh, I mean, the next step will be for him to make that decision. What is the year between going to be? Yeah, and, and like you hear LeBron talk about it all the time, how much he wants to play with him, how much he wants Bronny in the league, yeah. how he's waiting for him. Like that's his dream. He wants to do that do, before he retires. Yeah, yeah. And he'll basically he'll do anything he can to try to make that happen. Like. Just, you know, they always talk about the NBA, you know, being a show. And if he got to the league just off name, I'd lose a lot of respect for the game. And that sucks because I love the game so much. Mm. I don't want to lose respect for it. But this makes me question a lot of things, Chad. That'll uh, going to be an interesting story to follow. I'll be specifically interested in your opinion of how it rolls out because that feeling is going to be there. You'll be watching. You'll know where he is supposed to go in your mind. And if he ends up way above that, then we got to maybe ask the question of why. Um, we'll keep our eye on that story. A lot of basketball out there, a lot of football out there, and a lot of strange stories out there at times, too. Coming up at 105, it is Justin Wells of Inside Texas on 3.com. We'll talk to him about some of the things CDC had to say this week. We'll talk to him about Texas basketball. Up next, though, in the crap bag, we'll try to unpack some of that Bama basketball story. Just a Horrible story, obviously resulting in someone's death, and now little things coming out to bring questions, uh, more questions around Tuscaloosa, and the answers got weird in the last day or so. We'll try to get you the latest on the horn. Chad and Zay. This is going to be just like yesterday. I know the song. I'm just not sure if I'm going to get to the artist. So this is, uh, what's it? It's um, Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. That's right. Is it an individual or a band? Group. It's a group. Uh, don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. Um, there's a few that I always mix up. This isn't Glass Tiger, is there it? There we go. There we go. Glass Tiger. Thank you. All right. Go deep back into those teenage years, Woo! man. That was tough. That was a tough one. Yeah, we had to access, like, <laughs> recessed parts of the mind. That's the kind of stuff you have to go in. The Aaron Rodgers has to go into the dark for yeah. four days to access that part of the brain right there. Uh, Glass Tiger and Merciful Fate getting us started today. 
didn't tour in the past should tour in the future if they're still together. Shout out to those two bands. Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we'll get into our latest album discussion, albums that are getting us outside of our comfort zone. Zay's been checking out uh, Def Leppard's Hysteria. I've been checking out Old Dirty Bastard and the return to 36 Chambers album. If at the end of this little run of about five weeks, if I don't know more about the Wu-Tang Clan, it is not Zay's fault. Zay is getting yeah. me, sending me down the Wu-Tang Clan rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going back and listening to ODB's album too. Uh-huh. It's weird as hell. <laughs> I forget yeah. how weird there's, it is. There's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of intensity there. I do love that part of it. And he, you could tell he's a, uh, he's an old soul. Uh, actually, that was an old soul, right? Yeah, ODB's he, not with us anymore. Yeah, he died. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow around 2 and uh, get into another musical discussion. Right now, though, it's an uncomfortable discussion in the crap bag because of all this Alabama stuff. Here we go. Chad's Crap Bag. Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So you may have seen it yesterday, the latest latest part of this Alabama basketball shooting story where um, a young woman is dead. 23-year-old Jamia Harris is her name. She was shot and killed in uh, Tuscaloosa campus area, like a downtown, you know, um, shopping, eating, drinking kind of area where students hang out is what I'm made to understand as far as where it happened. Uh, this happened on January 15th. Two people, including a former player now, Darius Miles, have been accused or they're facing capital murder charges and they're trying to figure out exactly, you know, will they be charged and all that. They've already been denied bond and they're going through these things. But now another name has popped up in this story and it is Freshman basketball player Brandon Miller. He is the leading scorer for Alabama right now. So for everybody to understand the the context here, he's the leading scorer. And now, um, as they are going through this this you know investigation and getting things started with the trial, uh, a Tuscaloosa detective testified yesterday that Miller brought Darius Miles's gun to him on the night of the fatal shooting. After Miles texted him and asked him to do so. So then yesterday, uh, Nate Oates, the head coach of Alabama, is doing his normal weekly press conference, and he was asked about the about this story, about Miller's part in the story, and he said, among other things, quote, We knew about that. Can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. End quote. Oh, my God. And Zay, that dude got landed on social media-wise. People started ripping him for the comment. It felt tone deaf to a lot of people. It felt like he wasn't paying attention to you know keeping his – I focused on the the key part of the story there. He comes back later and says that he, you know, his comments came across poorly. Uh, quote, in no way did I intend to downplay the seriousness of the situation or the tragedy of that night. My prayers continue to go out to Jamia Harris's family. Yeah, CDC heard that and crossed Nate Oates' name off the list of who might be coaches next year Ooh. for the Texas Longhorns men's basketball team because he was a candidate. 
Yeah. Dude, it felt like his brain was about to say boys will be boys. Oh, I, my gosh. It really felt like he was about to go there, and it's like, okay, wait, coach, hold on, hold on. Now, and by the way, uh, you know, the assistant DAs and the, apparently the DA's office is saying they can't charge Miller with anything. Yeah. Because uh, if you go back to the communications, apparently it is as, is, it is as simple as Miles is asking him to bring him something that belongs to him. It's Miles' gun, and I haven't heard about – you know, we're talking about the deep south and gun laws. Yeah, guns so, get passed around like candy in Alabama. Do, this yeah, ain't nothing. Does he need, you know, I'm assuming he needs some kind of a license. Does he have it? Was he, you know, was it his gun lawfully? And then is it, hey, bring me my gun, whatever. Because if he said, bring me my gun, I'm going to kill somebody, that's different. That's completely different. But if it's bring me my gun, things are getting weird down here. Miller could look at that as a teammate. That's trying to protect himself. Oh, yeah. And maybe he's just thinking, okay, because also on the other side of this story, there are, as I'm understanding it, their lawyers are trying to argue, Miles and this other guy, they're trying to argue self-defense. They're trying to argue shots came their way. They were returning fire, and that's why the incident happened. So they're trying to figure all of this out. Yo, but, but, Zay, this is the leading scorer on the team, and they have a game tonight. Yo, Ray Lewis is somewhere looking at Brandon Miller like, damn, dog. Can't believe this. Like I, I, you're 18 years old, 19, whatever. It what it was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Like if anybody has to bring a gun right then and there, especially for Brandon Miller's sake. Like I'm looking at a mock draft right now. It's Victor Wimbenyama, okay, seven three great. Scoot Henderson, which is supposed to be the next great point guard, number two, and he's going G League route. Yeah, he's G yep. League. Then Brandon Miller. Wow, he's that. I didn't realize he was that yes, high. Yeah, on a lot of people's, he's like three Ooh, to okay. five. I knew to he was six. like top ten ish. I didn't realize he was oh, top three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When I talk about these freshmen Damn. out here, I always talk about Grady Dick, okay. Keontae George, and Brandon Miller. Those guys are the real deal. And yeah, for Nados to say what he did, this is a really sad story. If you're Brandon Miller, the fact that he's not going to get any time, like they got a game tonight. Yeah, they're at South Carolina. Yeah. I'm assuming he's already there with them. Yeah. He's going to play tonight. And, and Because as of this moment, again, the DA is saying we can't charge him with anything. Miles could have said, I guess in their mind, legally, it could have been, hey, bring me my blank, and you bring it to him. That particular blank is then in your car. Th- then but the- Miles sends somebody else to the car to get it. And by the way, I think he went down there, he, Miller, went down there and parked and then tried to go into a club. Right. Is that what happened? So he wasn't in the car. And wherever he parked blocked the victim who got shot. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay. Like blocked them out. So that's really odd. Like right. that makes it seem like you knew something was going on. Right. Something. Yeah. Like were you stunting with the gun just to scare people or something like that? Like... Was that what went through Brandon Miller's mind? Oh, he just needs it to scare some folks. But, again, I'm Brandon Miller. I am gone next year. Like, I'm barely even showing up to class. <laughs> like, the only reason why I'm showing up is because I want to play in March. That's it. But uh, after that. Yeah, and c- yeah, right, because your team is so good as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm getting ready to get my handshake right for Adam Silver. That's what I'm working on. Like, how am I going to dap up Adam Silver in a few months? I'm trying to get in no mess like this. And it goes back to the John Morant thing. You know, like these guys out here thugging and stuff with all these expectations. And, you know, why? Why? Put that aside. You don't have to do all this stuff. Like you're 
you're on the college campus. It doesn't get more college campus than Tuscaloosa. Like, come on. I mean, you would have to come up with, again, you'd have to come up with a line of, of facts that would tell you that he knew exactly what was going on. He knew the backstory of whatever it was. Because first, remember, they're trying to, they're, again, they've been charged with, or in the process of being charged with capital murder. So obviously they're going to argue that it was premeditated, that they were planning to kill this woman. But then they would need to be able to prove that Brandon Miller knew they were going to kill this woman. That's very different. Like if I'm the parent, bring me my. Could you please bring my property down right. here when you're coming? You're coming anyway. You're coming anyway. Down to the club. Can you just bring my stuff to me? Is basically yeah. the basic version of that. Yeah. If I'm the parents, how is this? How is this guy not an accessory? Like of the girl that of the victim of sure. the girl. Like how how in because. He parked the car that blocked the victim from getting out and leaving. Then they shot it up, and he was around and, enough. And the car he drove ended up with bullet holes in it, right? Yeah. He was that. It was that close in proximity. It wasn't like he was two blocks away. So wow. there's that part of it. There are people asking that question. By the way, I mentioned they're at South Carolina tonight. What are those signs going to say? They're going to be wilding out. That security is going to be grabbing signs from people tonight, maybe asking people to leave. What are they going to chant if he's shooting free throws? There's going to be a lot going on there. And then there are those, Zay, wondering, just based on that press conference and the sort of aloofness and disconnected quality, do you maybe sit Nate Oates a game or two at least and say, hey, you know how you know what winning means up there? They ain't gonna send that guy. They have a chance to win a national championship. That's what they're, and that's what makes it even more toxic and dark. This ain't like one of the old Alabama teams that don't really play for them because you're too busy worrying about Kentucky making it out of the SEC and winning. This right. team has a chance to win a national championship, like fifteen other squads in the nation. Right. So that's what they're Oof. looking at, which makes it look so bad. Like that's not. This isn't above the game. So, it's just not. So they're going to play that game tonight with him as the coach and that guy as your leading scorer and then ask, and he'll get asked questions about it afterwards. Yeah. Right? They're going to ask about the game, and then they will ask about, hey, coach, your feelings on playing Brandon tonight, your comments. I know you've now apologized. Like, they're going to make him, they're going to make him say a third thing now about it. It's, nev- it's not going to go away. So I don't know where this story goes, but that is the latest on this and why there's another name inserted into this story. Brandon Miller, leading scorer for Alabama. As of this moment, they're saying they do not have anything to charge him with in the case. Darius Miles is obviously a scumbag, but what teammate puts... You know, that that's the thing, like, in the hood or these low-poverty areas, Chad, that's the thing. Like, you keep the guy that's going to make it out safe. And calm, like you like Compton, all these hoods and stuff. Like the guy who makes it out of the rough areas is usually kept safe because they know he's gonna make it out. So if you're right. Darius Miles, and Darius knows that. Darius knows that. Yeah. He knows how good Brandon Miller is. Right. He knows that. Drunk or not, I don't give a damn. He knows that stuff. Yeah, that's right. Darius says he was so drunk he doesn't remember the uh, night. Whatever. But yeah, that's part of it too, and I guess. For Brandon Miller's sake, like these ain't your friends. These ain't your boys. You're not protecting your boys or teammates in this situation because they're putting your life at risk. But you have way more to live for than them, obviously. 
Man, you just you just hope for Brandon Miller's sake that there Trash. is that there is no proof that he would have known. That's what you Trash. that's what you're hoping if you want him to go on and have the career that I got. Uh, I got Alabama losing first round of my bracket. I don't give a damn who they play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn who they play. They can be playing Eastern Carolina, Tech State, Northwestern. You're not picking I them. I don't care. I am not picking them. Not picking them. Fair enough. All right, there's your crap bag trying to update that story. Up next, Justin Wells of Inside Texas. After that, we'll get you a flex segment, including some of the winners last night in the high school basketball playoffs. And our man Zach Lucero from Flex will join us to preview the Wednesday night flex show. That comes your way tonight at 7 right here on The Horn.